as a designer or an architect, how do you think you can solve air pollution? Now, if you're saying, duh, so what are you talking about? Let me tell you that today's podcast is all about that. I'm in conversation with Giri Prasad from Carbon Craft Design, and we're diving deep into how they're addressing air pollution through architecture. Today we have a very special guest, Giri Prasad. He is the project head at Carbon Craft Design and we're talking about how this company is changing the way we solve air pollution. Welcome to this session. Hey, hi, Utsa. Hi. Um, I'm yeah. so happy to be here. Yes, same here. So Carbon Craft <laughs> Design, it's a design and material innovation company, right? So yes. it has been there since 2016, four years. So tell us about your story. Correct. How has your journey been over the four years? Okay, uh, so basically we are an architecture firm and uh, this used to be one of our uh, research projects. Right. Uh, say uh, in 2016, uh, this company was founded by Tejas Sidnal and uh, that was when uh, we were conducting workshops around uh, biomimicry uh, with basically with students in uh, India as well as from international students. Right. Um, so that was the time when we realized that uh, we have to do more applied research because every year what we do is we take a research project and we do it for a year and uh, showcase it uh, during the workshop, which is end of the year. Right. So we w- wanted to, uh, you know, shift towards uh, climate change. Why? Because that uh, we got this very uh, crazy stat that uh, about 39% of global energy related carbon emission is due to the building and construction industry. Right. And uh, knowing that for a fact, it was like very uh, hitting moment for us that we wanted to Definitely. do something about this. And uh, the very first important problem was uh, air pollution. Because that uh, whenever we see air pollution, right, it is always seen like a technological problem. Only like researchers and scientists can solve this problem. But uh, one more interesting thing about this construction industry, that it is the largest consumer of raw materials. So if you are able to make a 1% change in this industry, it is going to be a massive, massive scale impact that we can do. So that is what we wanted to target. And uh, so that is where uh, we wanted to address air pollution uh, has an issue through architecture. So basically, to put it in a very simple terms, we wanted to build a facade that can capture air pollution from outside and give clean indoor air. So we were building our own, uh, you know, pollution capturing setup and uh, trying to harvest uh, carbon emissions that we get. But uh, quickly we realized that this is something that we won't be able to scale up just alone. So we collaborated with our current partner, Airing, who is a pioneer in uh, recycling carbon emissions. So right now, what do we do is uh, we build products by uh, upcycling air pollution. Uh, so what do we do is we are basically making a plug and play off the shelf uh, material for architects and end customers so that they can take uh, climate change action. So our entire vision is to make uh, climate change action accessible to all. So basically to put it simply, this is what our story yeah. is. Yeah. So how do you think uh, architecture and design can add value into solving this problem? Oh, yeah. So coming back to the same point about, uh, you know, this industry being the uh, biggest consumer of raw materials, right? Because when we see after water, the most consumed material is concrete. And uh, see, we can imagine how the scalability of this material that is available out there. Because, for example, if you take any other uh, household material or say, 
with increase in population, right, there is going to be increase in demand for housing and the materials around it, right? So architecture and design is also in a very good uh, uh, intersection for us. Why? Because that, um, let's talk about uh, this for climate change or say the air pollution itself. If you don't see the issue, we won't believe it, right? So through design, we'll be able to visually communicate that something like air pollution can be made into a material. So what is what is the impact that it's going to have inside of us, right? So this is what we wanted to communicate as a story. And through architecture, we are able to you know scale up this uh, material uh, compared to the other industries where it is a very niche in terms of consumption. Right. So when we're talking about creating opportunities and creating impact through carbon graph design, one interesting thing that I found through your company is that you focus on empowering laborers and creating employment opportunities for them. So how does how do you go about this? Okay. Uh, so coming back to the little bit of the history. So we were making the facade and uh, we quickly realized that this is something not going to be a commercially feasible model. So that is when we realized that we wanted to make a develop a product using carbon emissions as a resource in a building material, right? Right. Um, since the start, we always had this uh, idea or say the inclination towards using a craft. So I'll tell you why. Also, this came up as a very good uh, finding for us as well. So when we were looking around a way to develop this idea, because we had the applied research, the research findings, but we wanted to bring it to life, right? So the idea was to use design and material innovation together to develop a product. So tile was a very good uh, starting point for us. And uh, we saw that the vitrified tile is a baking based process. It is a very energy intensive process, but uh, there is a craft that is available in India in two places. One is in Atankudi Tamil Nadu and in Gujarat and Rajasthan area, uh, which is about 200 years old. The craft has been in existence for about 200 wow. years. But uh, because of the onset of this vitrified tile, this entire uh, handcrafting technique of uh, the tile craftsmanship has gone down. So when we approached them and uh, they were like uh, quite fascinated about this idea. Why? Because that we were able to give a modern uh, perspective to this same craft. Why? Because that this is a craft that is using only one-fifth of the energy that is required for a vitrified tile. So in terms of the energy consumption also, it is very less. And it is, it is using a very simple ingredients in terms of making it. And uh, talking in terms of, you know, uh, the people associated with it, when we approach them, uh, if it wasn't for their support, continuous support, we wouldn't be able to, you know, uh, bring this to life. And uh, as you know that this is people from these areas, uh, since there is no demand for this product, they had to leave their own livelihood of making yeah. the tile and, you know, do some normal mundane jobs in urban cities. But uh, one important factor here is that they are not able to transfer this knowledge to even their younger generation. So mm -hmm. with this being a very good uh, multiple source of income for them, they are able to, you know, uh, share this knowledge with their uh, local population as well as uh, transfer it to the next generation. So we are able to generate employment as well as transfer, uh, help them transfer their knowledge. Right. So what goes behind creating a carbon tile? Okay, uh, so to put it uh, in a very uh, interesting way, just like how water has three states of matter, right? It has uh, gas, liquid, and water. I mean, gas, liquid, and solid. So uh, even the carbon emissions goes in three these three different states. Basically, something like what is available in the air 
it has become into a solid material so we harvest the carbon emission which is in a gaseous state we make it into a slurry which is in a, which is going to be in a, a liquid format then we compress it into a solid format so this is the stage that it goes uh to show you what the what exactly the carbon emission is look like the one that we harvest so i hope you can see this right yes yeah so basically uh this is like a black powder and uh, for example um if you take the kajal right kajal is something black in color and anything that you see black around it has carbon black pigment uh one interesting fact about this carbon pigment is that we have to literally produce this carbon pigment by burning fossil fuel in a confined space basically the carbon soot that you get in certain grade is what the carbon uh, that you use or say the color that we use but what is happening outside here is that we are simply burning the fossil fuel and letting it out in the atmosphere for example if you take the diesel generator we burn it and we let it out right but what we thought like what if we were able to make use of this as a raw material or say as a resource in making any building material so that's how it started so the carbon emission that we harvest it is basically a carbon rich component the one you might have heard about the pm 2.5 yeah. or pm 10 right so that is the one that we harvest and uh, to give a quick analogy around the how small this uh, pm particle is um if you take the covid virus right that is about only 20 times smaller than this pm 2.5 particle right so one can imagine how easy for these tiny particles i mean the pm particles to enter into our blood stream and cause major uh, lung as well as heart related issues so that is what we are you know trying to prevent and uh, we are taking this uh, carbon from the atmosphere or say from the factories uh, because that is where the concentration of pollution is uh, or say the carbon emission is higher and uh, we process it and uh, we use it you know we mix it with our binder and reinforcement and it is it becomes into a slurry and we put it into a mold based on the customer's uh, you know design preference they some people come up with their own uh, design uh, so we also cater to that so mm. we make the mold and we pour it and uh, we compress it and the tile is cured for next 3 weeks so this is a completely cured based process basically there is the only energy consumption here is the hydraulic machine that these cars people use basically just for the compression so that it gets its strength so once it is cured it is later shipped to our customers so this is what the stage firstly it is in a gaseous stage then it is converted into a slurry then it is becoming into a, a full scale uh, uh, visually uh, aesthetic tile awesome. so this is the making awesome so what are some i mean this is the question that i'm i'm sure everybody would be curious to ask what are some common problems that you face while you're dealing with clients and educating them about these carbon tiles oh <laughs> the very first problem is to really say that this is actually a problem because uh, people still believe climate change and air pollution are a future problem that they don't yeah. have any uh, say a possible way to you know uh, contribute to solve this problem so that is what we wanted to break and that's what we were able to bring this up so that is what the major problem is to really really uh, convince or say tell them like uh, this is a problem and we have a tool that you can make use of right hmm. so this is also kept in a, a segment that where there is a consumption of material is also a higher for example if you take in india about 9 billion square feet of uh, tiles are being used in india alone so one oh. can imagine the size of the market in india alone right so for example if we can take at least uh, uh, 5% of this market sh- should be able to make a larger impact 
Now, talking in terms of the impact, um, the entire exercise of here, what we are trying to do is preventing the pollution from happening in the first place. If you take a square feet or say one carbon tile, that is equivalent to preventing 30,000 liters of air. That is roughly how much we breathe in a day, right? right? So a house can simply have about 100 square feet of tile, right? 100 square feet can prevent about 3 million liters from being polluted. So yeah. this is the scalability that we are, you know, uh, addressing and uh, trying to impact. And uh, talking in terms of uh, the challenges with people, it is for them to really to tell them that this is a problem and we have a solution. So that is where the 90% of the time goes. But yeah, it is go in India, the, we are picking up and uh, we wanted to establish in India. We wanted to make mark in India, right? Because there are many solutions available in our developed countries, but we want to be a mark in India as well. Awesome. Awesome.